Hi, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who is on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. Do you feel stressed out all the time or are you able to stay calm and manage your stress? Well, stick with me in this episode because I'm going to show you exactly what you need to do so that you can reduce conflict, reduce stress and feel greater throughout your day. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, Emotional Intelligence Speaker and Trainer of the Year and Master Coach Trainer. And today I want to continue our conversation around self-management and emotional intelligence by helping you to work on the competency of stress management. For me, this was my biggest downfall for many, many years. I could never relax. I always felt on and stressed. And it even got to the point where I suffered a physical and a mental breakdown. I was totally burned out, exhausted by the way that I was navigating my emotions and therefore moving through my life. So what I want to do today is to give you some strategies that I've learned over the period of time that I've been working on this. And I've come out the other side a lot healthier, a lot happier, and in control of my stress. You see, you can reduce and manage your stress by changing a few key things in your life. For many years, the biggest challenge I had was I was addicted to approval. I was operating out of a need to be liked and a need to be accepted by other people. And this created someone that was really challenging to be. I was pretending to be someone that I wasn't. And that in itself was very stressful. If that's something that you are going through as well, then go back through the, some of the stuff that we've done on personal power. And that's the competency that helps you to overcome that. The other thing I find is people are always open for business. Even in their relaxation time, they've got their phone in their hand, they're checking emails, they're checking social media, and they're constantly in this global 24-7 world that we live in at work. The other thing I find is people are in conflict all the time. And I don't just mean conflict with others, I mean conflict with themselves. For me, the biggest challenge I have in any relationships is the one I have with myself. And that can create a lot of internal stress. And this can all leave you feeling completely overwhelmed and burned out. And it has chronic implications with your health. I know firsthand the effects of stress. I know that adrenal fatigue is a real thing. And when the hormones that are in our body that are designed to help us to regulate stressful situations and that fight, flight or freeze response, when they're overused, they get depleted. And then when we need them, we're not able to to have them in the reserve that we want. And this was my case. And I went through many years of bad health because of poorly managed stress. But it doesn't have to be that way. 
when you change a few things in your life, when you develop your emotional intelligence, when you learn to navigate your emotions well, you can go from being worried about what other people think to self-acceptance. You can start exercising some self-care and some self-control. We talked about behavioral self-control last week. So go back and go through that if you haven't already done so. And you can rediscover your authenticity. Get back to who it is that you really are. And what I love about that is it gives you abundant energy. You feel healthier. You feel happier. So to do this, there is a two-step process that I want to take you through and then give you some principles that you need to apply to go through that process. When you employ this process, you will not only be able to manage your stress, you will reduce the amount of stress that you go through as well. Number one is identify your stress triggers. There are many things that we navigate, that we go through in our life that could cause undue stress. And there are particular things I know in my own life and in the lives of the thousands of people I've got to work with, that there are particular things and that could be people or experiences that press the button and elevate the levels of stress. So the first thing we need to do is identify what those triggers are. We did an exercise a number of weeks ago when we were going through emotional self-awareness, where we went through a 24-hour period and had a look at how we were feeling in the moment. And that's the key to emotional intelligence. By taking that to another level and going, when I felt stressed, what was I actually going through at that particular time? Who were the people or experiences that I was involved in in that time? we can identify the things that actually stress us the most. For me, the biggest one still remains traffic. I can go from being a mild-mannered reporter to the Incredible Hulk just like that when I get in traffic. Now, these days, I don't drive a lot, so I avoid those stress triggers. However, I could get in the car. I could get into traffic. And what I made that mean was that I'm going to be late. And then being late was going to mean that I was going to let someone down. And because I was looking for that approval from that person or people in general, that allowed me to change my thoughts and to take me down an unhealthy path of an internal dialogue that led me to feel really, really stressed. And then I would behave in a way that would not make it any better. It was, in fact, make it worse. Have you ever raised your voice to someone three cars in front of you? They can't hear you, but you get it out of yourself when the light changes and they don't move quickly enough. So it wasn't anything to do with the light changing. It was to do with the fact that I was going to be late and therefore that person that I was going to was going to think poorly of me or think about me in a certain way. So what are the triggers for you? So that's the first thing. Identify what are the things that tend to tick you off, the things that can escalate your feelings that lead to feeling stressed and overwhelmed more quickly. 
Number two is to develop your stress strategies. A stress strategy is what we do when we feel that unhealthy stress coming on. Now, I need you to understand that you already have stress strategies and they are the ones that are creating that undue stress, that are making you feel the way that you are. So what we need to do now is put together new strategies. We've talked about this before where what we want to do is rewire our brain so where we used to go here, we're now going to go here when this thing or these people are around us. So to be able to develop these strategies, there are five things I want you to consider so that you can then get yourself in a position to be able to exercise more healthy strategies as you navigate stressful situations. The first thing is to escape the performance trap, to get rid of that addiction to approval, to go from performing to get acceptance from others, which when we don't get it erodes our identity, to a position of self-approval. The second is to understand your brain wiring, to do a behavioral style inventory that allows you to understand what things actually energetically deplete you, what things are outside your natural comfort zone, and to be able to limit those and to work on our ability to work in those areas. The third thing is to continue to develop your emotional intelligence. As I've said many times, I'm an emotional intelligence subject matter expert. However, I'm a work in progress on a daily basis in its implementation. Number four is to develop a more healthy lifestyle. You know, exercising regularly, eating well, hydrating, stretching and moving, practicing mindfulness, getting plenty of sleep by having a great sleep hygiene strategy. And number five is to ask for help. You see, asking for help is a strength. It's not a weakness. The problem is, though, when we are operating out of the performance trap, when we're addicted to the approval of others, what we can make asking for help mean is totally different to what it really is. If we feel that if I ask someone for help, they will think less than of me, they will think that I'm not good enough, that I don't belong, and therefore they don't like me, then, then, then that's going to stop me from asking for help. So it's a shift in mindset first. It's changing the meaning around asking for help. This is something that I found very difficult to do for many, many years. Now I ask for help quickly. Not always. I'm still working on that. A lot of times people ask me, how are you? And I'll say, I'm fantastic. But internally, I've got some stuff going on. So to develop a network of people that you can speak to, that care about you and you care about them, to be able to go, you know what? I'm not okay. And I need some help. If you don't have anyone in your network that you feel comfortable to get that help from, then drop me a note. I'd love to help you and connect you with the right people to be able to give you that help. If you're having, you know, so much stress that it's debilitating, it's time to put your hand up and forget what other people think and get the help that you need. I love how once a year we have 
Are You OK Day? My understanding is Are You OK Day is something that we want to practice every day. When someone is having a conversation with you and you go, how are you today? If you can sense because you are now more emotionally attuned as you develop your emotional intelligence, if you sense that there's something that's not quite going on or not quite right in what they're saying, then go, hey, are you really okay? And that's what I want to be for you. I want to be someone who can give you the support and accountability to get the help that you need. So from here, what do you need to do? You need to do two things. You need to get an awareness. You need to get accurate around where you are with these stress triggers, with your approval addiction, with your healthy lifestyle, all those things we've talked about. Then you need to have an action plan to do something about it. Nothing changes unless something changes. And the third thing is to have some form of accountability. One of the greatest things that my coach is to me is an accountability partner so that I can make commitments about changes that I want to make. I can have their support as I'm making them and they can hold me accountable for what it is that I said I was going to do. So what is it for you? What is it that you are going to work on so that you can reduce your stress? And who have you got working on that with you who can support you and keep you accountable along the way? Well, that's it from me for another week. Join me again next week as we continue this conversation around self-management by looking at how to be more resilient. Make sure that you leave me a comment, you share this with others, and you subscribe, hit the button, hit the bell, make sure that you're here with me next week so that we can continue this conversation together. I'll see you then. Well, hey, did you like that? Did you get something out of that that you can use in your life right now? I really hope that you did. If you like this episode, why not share it on your social media and head over to my website, grantherbert.com, where you can register to join the conversation. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy being who it is that you were created to be without worrying what others expect you to be. I'll see you then.